0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show, ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Rush Hour 3 is the final movie in the Rush Hour trilogy of films. There are rumors of a fourth film, but from what I've read, Jackie Chan, unless there's an amazing script, has nothing to do with it. Which, after watching all three of these movies, I can't imagine there would be a good script. uh, Because none of these movies are that great. And I think they keep getting worse with every release. Uh, To the point where Rush Hour 3, I had thought I had never seen. Uh, But turns out I had seen it. I just mentally blocked it out of my perception of reality. Because it's not good. It's not good. It has some fun moments. But uh, a lot of the problems that the previous films have, this one suffers from. Uh, one of the biggest ones, one of the most annoying aspects of this movie, one of the mo- the biggest bummers of this movie is the constant racism that is, like, throughout all of these movies. The Carter character played by uh, Chris Tucker is... Just, I mean, he's racist in every single one of these movies. He's disrespectful to Lee in every single one of these movies. He blames Lee for every bad thing that happens in every single one of these movies. And it's just tiring to keep going back to that same thing in every movie. There is zero growth for that character. Not that comedies need to have character growth or whatever. A lot of people... It's it's so sad how people will defend bad writing in comedy movies by explaining that they're comedies. Like, the genre of film is not an excuse for bad writing. There are good, well-written comedies out there. Uh, and, and this one's just definitely not with them. Same thing with action movies. You can have an elevated action movie like any genre film really whether it's horror action sci-fi uh comedy like they can be well written they don't all have to be casual racism and stupid people for it to be comedy um so i don't buy The fact that it is an action comedy as an excuse for bad writing or some kind of excuse for a character to be just just casually racist throughout the entire show. And like racist towards the, the like a major aspect of the film, like all of these films have a lot of Asian actors in them even though most of them are silent henchmen type of actors, but still there's a major aspect of the rush hour films are Asian actors. And so much of the dialogue is racism towards Asians. Um, so that's kind of tiring. Not only that, but there's the Carter, like there's a uh, fat jokes cause he pulls over these two women. One of them is overweight and there's just fat jokes there and, like, he pulls them over and says that he's going to let them be, you know, he's going to let them go if they promise to go on dates with him and and uh, Lee. And it's just, it's a bummer. It is such a bummer. It's like this movie was written by a dumb teenager and they just turn these into movies. It It's just... I don't get it. I don't get it. And the guy that wrote it, um, one of the people that wrote it, Jeff Nathanson, is one of the writers. Which, if you look at his uh, career of, of movies that he's written, see, known for Speed 2. Crazy that he's also known for Catch Me If You Can, which is a great movie. Probably the, the best movie that he's written um that is uh decent but let's let's go through some of these movies so he did speed two and off of that he wrote rush hour two uh and then he did catch me if you can somehow i don't know how it must have been based off of a book or something like that uh then he wrote the terminal which isn't a great movie uh the last shot i don't know what that is then rush hour three then he wrote the story for indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull probably well regarded as the the movie that destroyed the indiana jones franchise despite the fact they're making another one uh new york i love you he wrote a segment of that he wrote the lego indiana jones 2 movie he wrote tower heist which was another flop He wrote Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man, Tales, No Tales. I don't know which one that is, but I know that franchise kind of took a dump. He wrote the live-action screenplay for the live-action Lion King, which I thought was garbage. People like it because people love Disney and will give Disney money regardless, Uh, no matter how many times Disney regurgitates the same stories over and over again. Uh, Young Woman in the Sea uh untitled lion king prequel some reason he got brought in to do and uh these are just announced projects so the only thing he's done that's worth of note is catch me if you can which had to have been maybe punched up by somebody who's uncredited i don't know how that guy got attached to this but it's not surprising that this is the type of movie that uh he wrote because it is a bummer to watch TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash tmf merch and save ten percent when you use coupon code RTS TMF. And now back to our show. Not only racism towards Asians, but a lot of like this thing is all these movies are chock full of Asian stereotypes, uh, and it's just it's just a bummer. It is a bummer that so much of this movie is full of so much crap. Uh, again, in this movie. We do have the return of the ambassador and Sue Young uh, from the first movie. I don't know if it's the same actress who played Sue Young from the first movie, uh, but it's definitely the same character, uh, which she was hilarious in the first movie singing that fantasy song in the car. Um, The big bad guys in this movie are the triad. So the Asians are the bad guys in this movie as they have been in all of the movies uh, I guess the it's like Asian henchmen, but like their leader is a white guy because we can't have Asians being even the leader. If they're the bad guys, they have to just be the Asians. They just have to be the henchmen. It's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Uh, the action's not particularly great. It is insane. It feels like uh, Chris Tucker's character Carter has more scenes of hand to hand combat than Jackie Chan. There is a lot of use of guns, there's a lot of use of swords. Jackie Chan had there's scenes where he's doing his parkour stuff on the Eiffel Tower to get rid of get away from his brother when they're in their sword fight, but it seems like the majority of hand to hand fights which is some of the, th- the 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 best aspects of Jackie Chan. Uh, were done by Chris Tucker, which they you know clearly the director Brett Ratner learned how to film action sequences in uh fun ways because they are somehow make him look like he actually knows how to fight. He takes on like a room full of Asian henchmen uh effortlessly on his own, which is uh, like it's so weird there's even versions of the poster where chris tucker is standing in front of jackie chan to signify jackie chan is the sidekick where the beginning of this whole franchise jackie chan is the man who does everything and has done everything in all these franchises and chris tucker's character carter Is the loser LAPD guy who was meant to babysit Jackie Chan to keep him, to keep Lee away from the actual case. But by the end, Chris Tucker's character is like the man. It's a bummer. And he's super racist at all points. Kind of a bummer. There's a scene where they go to a martial arts studio and you want to talk about. Asian stereotypes you have the Sifu who's the old Asian guy with the old Asian goatee which you know if you're doing a movie like I don't know Kill Bill where your character goes to Asia to study with a master and they have that look which is a throwback to old Kung Fu movies that's one thing but when you're in a major city in LA and you're going to a martial arts class and that's the teacher who is clearly wearing like prosthetic facial hair and and everything made to look that way it is a bummer and not only there's like a a you me kind of who's on first type type of joke bit uh with Carter where he's trying to ask where a person is and it's you know, it's kind of funny, you know, making fun of Asian names in a who's on first kind of a way. There's a giant that goes to that school, which there's a big fight, which is kind of fun. So they do some things that are interesting and fun. But overall, it's it's a bummer how... like just so much of this movie is just steeped in racism where the majority of the cast your major star the lead character of this cast is sidelined and the butt of the jokes it's a bummer uh there's a hospital fight scene that's just a gun scene which that's not jackie chan jackie chan's hand-to-hand but instead of we, us seeing Jackie Chan doing hand-to-hand, we're seeing gunplay, we're seeing swordplay, and then we see Carter doing the hand-to-hand stuff. It's uh, it, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Uh, we find out, so this one starts, obviously doesn't start in New York. The last movie, Rush Hour 2, ends with both of these guys going off to New York for a vacation as every one of these movies ends. They're always just immediately the next day after the case is solved, they go on a vacation somewhere. Uh, But this one doesn't take place. This takes place years after that, uh, which apparently the events of their vacation in New York didn't go very well. Carter shot Jackie Chan's love interest, Lee's love interest, the hot cop with the tiny one-inch badge that was stupid. And people, it's a comedy, bro. Why should, it's okay if there's stupid stuff. It's comedy. You don't have to, writing isn't, isn't necessary for comedy to be funny. It can, they can make a movie look like a stupid, like, a, you know, a, a, a satirical take on. Th-th-th-th. So apparently Carter shot her. Which gave her like a droopy eye And she had to work at, at, at El Pollo Loco or whatever so They kind of like blow it off And that's why, that's why in this movie There's a riff between the two of them Because there's always got to be some kind of riff But of course Lee forgives Carter it, It's just like It's a bummer It's a bummer Join Inspired Disorder Plus today Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor show completely ad-free as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisordercom and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. Lee's brother, there's a brother, obviously, who is the, the lead henchman. He's not in charge of the triads. That's a white guy. So only white guys can be in charge of shit, apparently. <laughs> like, even Asian terrorist groups as the triads have to be led by a white guy. An old white guy. So, of course, it's his brother, and Lee's constantly trying to save his brother, and his brother's constantly trying to kill him. It's just... I You know, the whole thing that takes place on the Eiffel Tower is like, okay, it's like a fun location. But why would that be taking place in the Eiffel Tower? It's a comedy. There's a lot of Carter sings a lot. Apparently, after him singing karaoke in the last movie, uh, the writer of this movie felt the need to make multiple scenes where Carter is singing. Uh, and even Jackie Chan gets a moment to sing. There's almost more singing in this than actual fun action scenes, which is a bummer. A lot of bummers. Uh, there's a cab driver, so they end up going to Paris, obviously, because a lot of this takes, you know, the, a big pivotal scene takes place in the Eiffel Tower, because that's where you hold all your meetings. In some room in the Eiffel Tower, that's where you're going to string somebody up as, a, as your hostage. In the Eiffel Tower... So they go to Paris, and the cab driver, I like. They get into the, the cabs, and he's like, I don't want to drive you people. And, of course, the only racism that's a- acknowledged in this movie is towards black people, which, you know, clearly there's a big history of racism. The The Asian racism is for comedy. Uh, and it's not... the The cab driver wasn't even referring to black people as the racism. He was referring to Americans in general and their uh bloodthirst, which I appreciate because uh the violence of America is something that is hands down uh superior to all other countries in the world. I mean maybe not Saudi Arabia. I think I think they go next level uh violence towards their people, but America is right up there. I mean there's so much violence in this country. So I appreciated that cab driver. But even still, like he gets He gets roped into, like, a a chase, and he gets the taste for action, and he wants to be a part of it, which is, a you know, okay. He was fun. He was a fun character, but, you know, it's not as funny, not really funny at all, in my opinion, Uh, and the action was a bummer because... It was less Jackie Chan and more Chris Tucker for some reason. I don't know. It's just... uh, I'm glad Jackie Chan isn't going to do more. Like, he's will only do another one if the script is really good, which I can't imagine somebody writing a good script for this movie. I mean, they could, but they would have to you know, maybe not be so racist towards Asian people, considering the star Jackie Chan is Chinese. Maybe don't be, like, overtly racist throughout the entire movie towards a group of people that is represented by the lead of your film and by so many, like, supporting actors in this film. It's a bummer. You know, I'm glad I went and revisited these movies. Definitely gave me a new perception. I still enjoy the first Rush Hour film, uh, but the fact that the, the subsequent movies didn't really do much to make it even more exciting. It's just, like, different locations. Like, even the ends of all of these movies have situations where a character or both of these characters fall from a large distance and because of a piece of cloth or a zip line are able to survive. Like the first movie, it's Jackie Chan falling from the ceiling of a giant convention center and Carter c- catching him on a piece of fabric. That's decorative piece of fabric. That's uh leaning a- up against the wall. Second one, it's them, running out of a building that's going to explode and zip-tying, zip-lining down a string of, like, Christmas lights to the street below. This one, it's them jumping off the Eiffel Tower with a giant uh, French flag as a parachute. It's just a bummer. Um, But definitely makes me want to go watch, I mean, one of a hundred other Jackie Chan movies that I'm sure are far better. Actually, it really makes me want to go back and revisit the Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, the other kind of franchise Jackie Chan was involved with uh, to see if there's the same amount of racism, see if it's that same kind of dynamic. See, I I have a feeling that the Owen Wilson character in those movies was a, a bit more respectful of Jackie Chan, but who knows, maybe maybe i'll have a different uh view and perspective and opinion on those movies after a revisit but uh very disappointing rush hour three rush hour one is the only one that i would recommend and even still i would uh you know it's not great it's not great It, it probably it's fun action from jackie chan some fun moments of comedy uh and not as much racism as the, the other films, but uh yeah. Rush Hour 3 was kind of garbage, and not a fan at all of Jeff Nathanson and his writing. Uh Not at all a fan of any of that. Uh So anyway, Rush Hour 3. Don't watch it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What What you manifest manifest in your your mind, you can bring bring to reality. reality!